Welcome back to episode two of our Parenting Foundations season. I am Barb Dunn-Swanson. I'm a specialist in family well-being. And if you've missed it, we are revisiting episodes, but we're doing it with a twist this season. We sure are. Uh, I'm Mackenzie DeYoung, a specialist in human sciences, family well-being. And in this episode, related to that overall topic of Parenting Foundations, we are going to listen in on season one, episode two. It's not about being perfect. Oh, Mackenzie, I love this episode because I have to keep reminding myself it's not about being perfect. It's really about understanding what the research tells us and applying it to our own reality the best way we know how. I think. We could all use that reminder from time to time. It's not about being perfect. So let's get started and listen in on how Lori and Mackenzie share their realities and maybe where to go for some trusted information to get that foundation set. Welcome to the Science of Parenting, research-based information that fits your family, where we talk about the realities of being a parent and how research can help guide our parenting decisions. Here we are um, again. Right? Episode two. Yeah. Or season one, episode two, I guess. Season, is yes. Yes, exactly. So we have had a blast interacting with you all the last week. Uh, it's been fun. Kind yes. of like a little scary, a little exhilarating oh, all at the same right. time, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, my name is Lori Hangs, and I am with the Science of Parenting, my friend Mackenzie. I'm Mackenzie Johnson, also, of course, with our Science of Parenting podcast here. So this time, last time we talked a little bit about what we wanted to do here with the Science of Parenting and getting started. And so we want to dive a little bit deeper into you know, when do we go find that information uh, and when are we looking for it and how do we find it and how do we make it relevant to us uh, in terms of our parenting world? And I think my first reaction when I thought about this as a topic, it was, it, it really brought me back to when I was looking for information about my daughter uh, with special needs. At oh, that yeah. time, I wasn't sure what was going on, but I just knew, I knew something wasn't right. And as an early childhood, you know, educator, it was hard for me to talk about and ask questions because she was my second child. And mm. many times people were thinking, oh, Lori, like you should just, have known you're, you're just well, more like you're just comparing her to the first child. Ah. And because she's not doing the same thing at the same time that the first child was, you're overreacting. And so, yeah, that was my first thought about this finding research when you need it most. How about you? Yeah, um, I actually think. You know, I talked a little bit in the last episode about like my welcome to parenting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, when my daughter was born, I, before that I was like, I'm going to breastfeed. That's what research tells me. It's the only way to do it in my head. You know, I was sure that was it. And, uh, when my daughter was born, she didn't nurse effectively. And, uh, I struggled and struggled to keep going as you know, I mean, you, you talked me through it. <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, it was, it was like doing that research. I'm like, no research tells me this, this has to be the way. And, uh, I didn't leave myself any room for reality. And so that's honestly what I think of as we talk about this and finding it when we need it most is finding both, like finding your own reality in that research. Right. Um, Because so many people are like, well, you just need to check the box, check the box and it'll work. You know, yeah. are, well, you really actually must not be checking the box you, or, or if you try, like, have you tried, have you tried, have you right. tried, I have tried all of the things you're saying right. more than once. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. And so I do, I think like that reality portion is such an important part of it. And I yeah. was fortunate to have you and some of our other colleagues that could help me. Like, I was like, how can I be this person who teaches people about research and parenting? And then I didn't do it myself. And I was like, no way. Like, you're using right. the research to inform your reality and your decision. There's also research on the importance of your mental health as a parent. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. With so many questions that you, I mean, I think we all do. And then there's that whole parent shaming and judgment. Oh, and yes. when really what we just need is, you know, someone to walk alongside us and say, yeah, you are doing the best you can with the information you're getting, which is where the science of parenting comes in. And we want to get more information in your hands, essentially. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to pull a couple pieces of research, if you don't mind sharing the reality. All right. I'm ready. So I have a study uh, from 2011 by Walker, Dworkin, and Connell, and they revealed that parents go online for a variety of reasons. Uh, They might be looking for information about uh, what is normal development in terms of what age do kids typically do certain things. Um, They might be going online to get resources for their questions. Um, You know, toilet training uh, is a big one, biting. Um, Mm -hmm. Or they might be going online to build social support. So there are a lot of reasons that parents go online that's what research says all right so those three real so uh, normative development (laughs) okay normative development um like identifying resources so that could be local it could be national it could be you know like what are those things you can get your fingers on in your life um and social support three things okay well i guess i immediately think off the bat um this is like my go-to example um you know sometimes when people find out what my job is they're like oh you know all the things your kids are so lucky you know all the things i'm like eh, my kids maybe wouldn't say that <laughs> um but when my daughter was you know at a kind of a certain age we actually have a resource that we get um via email that's put out through extension uh that comes based on their age but so i got this email that was like, okay, these are the things your child might be doing. And it like, you know, goes to this. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she should be able to get herself dressed. Like, I don't even let her try. <laughs> like, we are in a hustle to get out the door in the morning. Like, I get her dressed and we leave. Um, but so sometimes it is like that was something that even with my background, it was like, okay, it hadn't occurred to me that yeah. you know, like, so I was lucky that resource kind of found me, you know. Um, right. but sometimes it is like looking up even comparing, you know, on like on social media, another parent who has a child around my age says, my kiddo is doing X. And I'm like, mine's not. Yeah. Like, is mine behind? Is theirs yeah. ahead? Right. Yeah. And so like, but I've absolutely gone on, like gone online. I've like ex- exhibit A. I've gone yeah. online to find out like what's typical. <laughs> what about you? Um, so definitely when my children were younger, especially because like I said, I was 
looking for resources uh, based on, uh, you know, I wasn't sure, wasn't sure if my child was going to need a diagnosis, but I knew yeah. something. I just knew as a parent, my gut was like, something's not quite right. I can't put my finger on it. Um, and even though I wasn't getting any, you know, support essentially from my colleagues, I was definitely trying to find what were some things that I could pull from and say to my colleagues, see, this is where she's oh, not yeah. doing, you know, but look, it says right here. Um, and honestly, it wasn't until, you know, she reached the magic age that, mm. you know, whatever that cutoff line happened to be where then suddenly there, then someone said, oh, well, yeah, then you might need to look into that. And so you're like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Right. Ah. Um, yeah. And then I think that then I went into that identifying resources. So that mm. second one there, yeah. uh, definitely looking for some of those local resources where I was, as well as looking ahead to resources as she grew. Okay. So, you know, thinking about, well, she's this age now, what might I want to make sure that I know and learn about mm -hmm. for when she needs it at this age? Yeah. Yeah. And I think about like, as a parent, you know, thinking about identifying resources, I even think like locally, yeah. like resources, like, okay, it's Tuesday afternoon. Like, where could we go? You yeah. know, we could go to the library. We could go, um, you know, but like figuring out some of those local kinds of things, whether it's like services or um, yeah, like finding information that's trustworthy, you know, there's a lot of different ways to find the resources. And right. We're fortunate that technology helps us do that, right? Like, yeah, I maybe could look it up in my phone book that they still deliver to my door, right? right. I still get a phone book every year. Yes. Um, I can look at the yellow pages. Um, it's a little <laughs> bit easier for me to get out my phone and yes. search away. Yes. Um, yeah, but yeah, and then, so that yeah. third one then is social support. And social support. Okay. I know that I mentioned last time that I had tapped into, um, and you used a word later that I was like, that's the word I said, chat rooms. And actually they were forums Oh, okay. back then. So they were parenting <laughs> forums and not necessarily chat rooms, you know, which is kind of like a board or a blog, but it, it was yeah. uh, definitely use it for social support. And that's oftentimes where I would find the support of someone saying, you know, Lori, that's you should be concerned. That isn't quite right because I just felt so insecure with my, you know, colleagues at that time that yeah. that I was not, you know, that I must have been overthinking things. I never overthink, but anyway, they were thinking I was overthinking. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> definitely, I use technology for that social support. Yeah. Well, and I even think of, you know, there's like different social media pages or groups that I'm a part of where mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I have a very specific question that I maybe couldn't get via a search engine. You know, maybe I could. Um, but, you know, sometimes like having those groups or of friends right. or people in your life who, you know, support, you know, a particular parenting choice, right? There's groups that are about this or about that or. Yep. Um, so I think finding that kind of stuff for yeah. sure is that social support. And I also think it's important to remember not every parent has a big, like, like, like their family, you know, not everyone right. lives in a nest of people who support them. Uh, so technology is really important for people to have access to somebody. Exactly. Oh, perfect segue. I don't know. I mean, that wasn't even in our notes, but perfect oh, segue. Yeah, because segue. That's what I was doing. <laughs> my next research question is, or my next little piece of research tidbit is, so how do parents know what they're finding is... Mm good information, you know, okay. so I have another little piece of research I'm ready for that it. confirms 
that parents consider information that are that's gathered from universities or medical professionals to be more trustworthy than commercial sites. So okay, yep. as you're looking for development or um, resources, support systems that actually parents, per research, confirm that they look more for and they trust more yeah. when it comes when it comes to medical or university professionals as opposed to commercial sites, which I kind of at first was like, well, yeah, but think about all those commercial sites out there. And sometimes I just shake my head and think, no, that's a commercial site. That mm -hmm. is not a trustworthy site. Um, I love when you say, yeah, but Lori, desperate times call for desperate measures. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that's my reality. Like that's reality. That's absolutely reality with that. Uh, but yeah, like, and even I, you know, if I have questions and like, yes, yes, we have questions. <laughs> we know stuff, but we also have questions. So um, many. You know, when, when I have questions, you know, I have the places that I tend to look, you know, the places that I trust or, you know, that I think are research-based or I know are research-based. And, but yeah, sometimes they don't have what I'm looking for, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's like, I need information. And so sometimes yeah. it is somewhere else that like a commercial site, you know, like, like a blog or, you know, even... Now, a lot of like companies that sell products will have like little articles to answer parents' questions. And then the answer to their question is sometimes the product they're selling. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes, you, but you, when you need information, you're looking wherever you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a really important thing is how do we shift through you know, shifting from place to place and sifting and shifting and sifting and shifting going, okay, this is, this isn't, this is, this isn't. And at the same time going, this is my reality. So do you have yes. any tips or tricks or yes. any ideas? Yes, I do. Look at your segue. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I want to do highlight four tips um, for everybody's kind of own reality on where they can find trustworthy information. So I actually have these written down. Um, my first tip, which I actually think I maybe stole from you. I feel like you maybe are the one who told me this, uh, but that when you go to search that you are searching with a .edu. Um, so you can like put that in little parentheses, uh, but you know, that's going to pull up your university websites. Um, a lot of medical um, organizations do are affiliated with the university. So that can pull up a lot of those, you know, so like your research tidbit said, people trust those things. It's just whether or not they find them or whether or not, whether or not that comes up first. And so searching with that dot edu is a yeah. good one to start with. Did, did I steal that from you? I don't know. I don't, you know, maybe I, I did learn it, uh, I think in a course or something. Okay. But, okay. You know, so maybe you could have learned it in a course too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I learned it in the class. <laughs> All right. And then number two, uh, as a way to kind of help decide, right. Maybe you're, as you're looking for stuff, desperate times and you're looking through the site and you're like, is this something I can trust? Is this just one person's opinion, um, that you look to see if they've cited anything. Right. So if it's just me, I, a lot of times talk about an extension, they don't let me just stand up at the front of a class and make stuff up that I think sounds smart. Right. It has to be based in research. Uh, but sometimes that's what happens online. Right. And sometimes that's helpful. You know, you can find that social support, but when you're looking for trustworthy information, knowing where they got that information is a good way to tell whether or not it's someone's opinion or if it's based in research. Right. Especially if they're willing to say who they got it from. Yes. Instead of just saying, well, this was totally my idea. Or are they really willing to say, I read these three things. They all confirmed that this is, you know, yes. a, a good practice to do. 
Absolutely. Well, and that's kind of what we're doing, right? Like we're referring to like, there are lots of people out there who have trustworthy research and information. We're sharing it, you know, right. but so we're citing where we're getting it. Right. Um, uh, my third tip is to be cautious of the sites that would be benefit from the information they're telling you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because right. I so, want to sell you something. After, yeah. you listen to, after you listen to me and think I have a really great idea, I want your money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are going online looking for information, I mean, uh, you know, I have kids that are a little younger about potty training or about transitioning to preschool or, you know, whatever those things. And they're talking about, well, what you really need is a product that blank blank. I'll sell you this product. Um, right. You know, so you want to be cautious of that information because we know it's not unbiased. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and not that it can't be good information, but exactly. you don't know if it's, if it is, or if it's just to get you to buy the thing yeah. you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my fourth and final, because I could not not say this, right? is that uh, you yeah. can trust extension. So the national extension system, you know, in Iowa or Iowa State University extension, and that everything we do is based in research. We do not benefit from companies. You know, we're not advertising any particular products. Our goal is just to share trustworthy information. Right. So those are my yep. four tidbits. We are exactly. So we got those four. Do you want to just quick recap them? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. So, so number one. Dot edu. Yep. Search.edu. Number two is looking for sources where they cite their information. Yep. Number three, uh, being cautious of those commercial sites that maybe want to sell you something. Yeah. And number four, and number you four. can always trust extension. Trust extension, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that kind of hit, we're done with our research for the day. You yeah. gave us some great tips on reality, which brings us to our stop, stop breathe talk. Yes. Yeah, so let's bring back <laughs> Mackenzie D. Hi. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, it's Stop Read Talk time. So just a quick recap on what Stop Read Talk is. We'll hear this on every podcast. It might look a little different each time. Uh, these first few times I'm asking some tough questions. This one shouldn't be too tough. <laughs> but just a, a way to recap kind of what we talked about and challenge our podcast hosts because I like to challenge them. So <laughs> make them <a> nervous. <laughs> my question today, since we talked about trustworthy resources and yeah. we talked about Iowa State Extension as a resource um mm -hmm. although you could maybe reference a different extension service what is your favorite or your most go-to extension resource oh dibs <laughs> go for oh. it <laughs> all right you okay. So it's actually the newsletter I was referencing earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so we have something called the just in time parenting newsletters. And so they come to your email. They're totally free. They're actually a national extension. So if you're a listener, that's not in Iowa, you can get them in your state. Uh, you subscribe to your email. And then for the first year, they come once a month. And it's things like, what should your six month old be doing? Um, what are some things you might want to consider doing with them? Uh, kind of some relevant issues you might be facing as the parent of a six month old. And so for the first year you get it once a month. And after that you get it every other month up until they're five, which is really nice because it like reminds me, you know, having kids at different ages, uh, it's like, okay, this is where my daughter's at. This is where my son is at. Uh, that is my favorite, favorite to use and my favorite to tell other people about. <laughs> 
All right. That's a good one. I can't yeah. use that one anymore. We're way yeah. past five-year-olds. So yeah. <laughs> I actually really legitimately just sent this information to my two older children. And that is the spend smart eat smart app ah yeah and so they have been trying to purchase groceries on their own come up with menus on their own look mm -hmm. at recipes think about the nutritional content value of different things um learn how to you know cut cucumbers oh yes so <laughs> spend smart eat smart app is my favorite extension go-to when it comes to technology and parenting yeah. and yeah, so it, it's easier to um, watch a video on how to cut cucumbers mm -hmm. instead of having your mother tell you, right? So uh, over the phone? Mom doesn't do it right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mom, silly you. So oh, ha, you know. there we go. That was I another heard. easy question. Those were good. Yeah. Those are pop flies. Come uh, on. I know. I, yeah, I'm going to let it easy on you. So no, I actually. <laughs> we don't mean it. No promises. That was a really easy one. So since mm -hmm. I am a family life specialist, I thought that I would share my favorites as well, but I knew Mackenzie would say just-in-time parenting. I need actually, I actually also subscribe to just-in-time parenting. Um, I have a nephew who was born last summer, and I follow his development. I have a niece and three nephews, but I'm following his, and it's been very interesting to follow that as well. My second answer was going to be spend smart, eat smart. <laughs> um, one of my favorite resources that they have, it's called Produce Basics, and they have mm. basics on information on, like, different type of, usually it's, uh, Iowa-based produce, yeah. but like how to cut up a cucumber, like Lori said, how you store it, those sorts of things. So I think that's awesome. Um, otherwise, our extension store is a great resource mm -hmm. for a lot of things. So just going mm -hmm. on the extension store itself, which if you go to iastate.edu, um, you can find extension or extension.iastate.edu, uh, find our little store button, and you can look through our store for what resources we have as available as well so all kinds of goodies uh you stole my answers so i just <laughs> gave them the whole book does that work <laughs> well, does that work okay hmm. so that's a, it. <laughs> right yeah that is um it you know it could become one of my favorite pieces of our podcast but next time we're actually going to talk with you about what that means so where did we come up with this phrase of stop breathe, talk, and why do we think it's so important? And what's super special about next time, Mackenzie? We're going to be recording it live. So you can join us on, you know, like Facebook live or social media and watch us fumble, maybe not fumble yeah. through it. We will no be editing. strong and we will be confident and we will be competent. We'll be all those things. All those uh, things. But we'll, yeah. We'll be coming at you live to tell you about where Stop, Breathe, Talk comes from, how we use it. Uh, why we're passionate about it, and uh, all kinds of good things. Yeah, so thanks for joining us again. Uh, you know, we were looking at how parents use technology and where they can look for the best, most trustworthy resources. Yeah, yeah. and other than that, I don't have anything left on my list of things that I wanted to make sure parents knew for today. I think we made it. I think we've yeah. made it. Like now, this is like week two. We are pros at this. Uh, so they'll just have to come back for the live and see how right. good we really are on the right. spot. <laughs> exactly. Feel free to join us next time. Thanks. Thanks, guys.
The Science of Parenting is a research-based education program hosted by Lori Haynes and Mackenzie Johnson, produced by Mackenzie DeYoung with research and writing by Barbara Dunn Swanson. Send in questions and comments to parenting at iastate.edu and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. This program is brought to you by Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. For the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries, go to www.extension.iastate.edu slash diversity slash ext.